This is Dr. James Cruz, Medical Director of Wayne Memorial Community Health Centers with your Wayne Memorial Health System COVID-19 update for Monday, August 16th. So the U.S. has seen over 900,000 new cases in the past week. Rates are increasing in all states, but are much better in those well-vaccinated states, of which Pennsylvania is one. Pennsylvania has about 16 cases per 100,000 people per day. My home state of Louisiana has the highest rate in the country with about 126 cases per 100,000 per day. And with 104 new cases in Wayne and Pike County, our rate is about 15 per 100,000. There were also around 4,500 deaths in the U.S. in the past week. We're seeing a lot more hospitalizations and deaths in younger people, including the highest rates of hospitalizations and deaths among 30-something-year-olds since the beginning of the pandemic. While we are seeing a lot of cases, even in the vaccinated, most hospitalizations and death are occurring in the unvaccinated. So what is the rate of breakthrough cases among the vaccinated? Well, really, that's kind of hard to pin down, and there's a lot of numbers floating around. Some of the numbers say the mRNA vaccines are about 85% effective against infection, but a lot of that includes pre-Delta data. So newer Delta data shows a Moderna vaccine is still 75% effective against infection, whereas a Pfizer vaccine was only about 45% effective against infection. But they still both have over a 90% effectiveness and probably over 95% effectiveness in preventing hospitalizations and death from Delta. So the complicated part of all of this is really sorting out pre-Delta data from Delta data. The other complicated part of really pinning down what the rates of hospitalizations and death in the era of Delta is that particularly death data tends to lag because death certificates have to be filled out, cause of death has to be tracked. Then it's not always matched with vaccination status. Some of the best data I've seen that really points to that is Louisiana's data. They're one of the few states that show the rate of cases and hospitalizations and death in the vaccinated per week. And for the first week in August, where all cases were presumably Delta, about 10% of hospitalizations and death occurred in the vaccinated and 90% occurred in the unvaccinated. Now, this doesn't really pin down vaccine effectiveness because age figures in a good bit into who's hospitalized and dies, and also age figures that into who is vaccinated. But it does give you an idea that most of the people that are hospitalized or dying from Delta right now are the unvaccinated. Also, those states with high Delta outbreaks right now are seeing dramatic increases in hospitalizations and ICU admissions for children. I've read news reports that North Texas has no pediatric ICU beds at all, and reports from Louisiana show that pediatric hospitals were full, as well as pediatric ICUs. So why are we seeing breakthrough infections or COVID infections in people that are vaccinated? Now, we really expect that with an injectable vaccine, because our response to a virus includes two different types of antibodies. There's the IgM and IgG antibodies, which are formed in the bloodstream and prevent a virus from moving into the bloodstream and spreading through the body. And there's IgA antibody that's secreted into mucosa, like the respiratory tract and the gut, that prevent a virus from actually setting up an infection at all. Intramuscular injections only make you form the IgG type of antibody, which prevents the virus from spreading through the body, but don't make you form the IgA type antibody 
which prevents an infection in the respiratory tract. Vaccines like the nasal flu vaccine or the oral polio vaccine prevent you from even setting up an infection at all, where most other vaccines just prevent the spread of the infection through the body. So we expected to see this with COVID vaccines. We expected breakthrough infections. We talked about this early on that just because you were vaccinated didn't mean that you could not catch the virus in your respiratory tract and spread it to someone else without ever knowing that you were sick. We expected to see this and we're kind of surprised that we weren't seeing it early on and we're really impressed with how effective the mRNA vaccines were. And they are still some of the most effective vaccines ever produced. But we are seeing the breakthrough infections that we expected. Most Breakthrough infections are asymptomatic or only have mild symptoms. The vaccines still do protect very well against spread of the virus throughout the body and severe systemic symptoms. So in other news this week, the CDC on Friday recommended a third shot of mRNA vaccine at least 28 days after the second in people that are moderately or severely immunocompromised. Now that's defined as having active cancer treatment, being an organ transplant recipient and taking suppressed uh, medications to suppress the immune system, having received a stem cell transplant in the past two years, having moderate or severe immunodeficiency syndromes, which are rare, having advanced or untreated HIV, or in active treatment with high-dose steroids or other drugs that may suppress your immune response, such as the biologic drugs used to treat rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, other rheumatologic disorders, Crohn's, or ulcerative colitis. Now, this is not really considered a booster. It's considered as if they need a three-shot series instead of a two-shot series to develop a strong immune response. And we know that people that are immune-suppressed do not respond as well to vaccines. There's evidence that although they do produce blocking antibodies to COVID-19 after the second shot of an mRNA vaccine, that their antibody levels were not as high. So there was a study looking at which of the vaccinated were actually being hospitalized or dying from COVID. And they found out of 45 people hospitalized for COVID, 44 were over the age of 50 and 20 or almost half were both over the age of 50 and were immunosuppressed. So we will start giving out third shots for people that are immune suppressed, but don't call all the offices this morning and rush to do it. We kind of have to work with this new information and decide how we're going to roll it out. But once again, this only applies to folks with certain immune suppression and they're not currently recommending booster doses for the general population or even for the elderly who have already had two doses of an mRNA vaccine. Also, there's not data out yet on what we do with folks that had the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, whether they need another dose or whether they need to also get an mRNA vaccine. Really, just the studies haven't been done that well with that, and we're looking for further guidance. But I think the first group we're going to try to get in to get that third mRNA vaccine are people on chemotherapy or who have had organ transplants. Then let's also talk about back to school. If your students are over 12 and are not vaccinated, then COVID vaccines should be part of their back to school plans. I strongly encourage you to set up an appointment with the child's pediatrician and talk to them about going back to school and about getting vaccinated. The vaccines have been proven safe and effective in 12 to 18 year olds. Serious side effects are rare. And really this is 
the only way we're going to get back to normal is to get people vaccinated. And the only way that I think to return schools to normal is get as many eligible school-age children vaccinated. You know, with the rate of infection increasing like it is right now, I think kids really should wear masks when they return to school. You know, I think that decision should be based on rates in the community. I think certainly, you know, less than 10 cases per 100,000 per day, masks are probably not needed. And then certainly more than 20 cases per 100,000 per day, I feel like masks are, are needed. And we're running about 15 per 100,000 per day, but really should be over 20 cases per 100,000 per day once school starts back, if, if the trends that we're seeing now continue. So if you don't want your child to have to wear a mask and they're over the age of 12, get them vaccinated. Also, get everyone in your household that's eligible to get vaccinated, vaccinated, and convince your friends to get vaccinated. If we can get case rates down here, then I don't think kids need to mask when they return to school. Contact our offices to get your vaccine. They're also available at most pharmacies. This is Dr. James Cruz, Medical Director of Wayne Memorial Community Health Centers, with your Wayne Memorial Health System COVID-19 update for Monday, August 16th. Remember, you can hear this update anytime you'd like using the Radio Bowl podcast site. Go to RadioBowl.com slash COVID-19 to hear all of our updates anytime.